Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and often recommendations for whatever we read that week. Amy, what did we read this week? We read the first novel in the Outlander series by Diana Garbaldon, which is Cross Stitch. Well, it was called Cross Stitch, but yeah. when the film series that TV, TV show series. came out, they renamed it and republished its title as Outlander. Yep. So if you've read Cross Stitch or you see it on the shelves as Cross Stitch, it's the same book. Yeah, cool. The one on my shelf is called Cross Stitch. Yeah, nice. So do you want to do our spoiler-free recap? Yes. Go. Okay. <laughs> You'll be getting zero interruptions okay. from me. Claire Randall is the main character and it's written from her perspective. So it's all in first person narrative. Mm -hmm. And it opens just after World War II in like 1946, 1947. And Claire and her husband, Frank, are trying to reconnect after being parted for pretty much the duration of the war. He is a historian. So they've gone to Scotland because he's sort of investigating his family history. Yeah. He knows that there was some sort of rogue in the past who was like a soldier prior to the Jacobite Rebellion that he's investigating. So they're in Inverness and they are sort of doing a second honeymoon, re-getting to know each other. They go on little day trips and excursions around the Scottish area and they see like an old castle that's a ruin and they find a standing circle. Foreshadowing! Thank you, Kimberly. They find like a standing circle of stones where they see the local witches who are all like <laughs> the tavern serving girl and yeah. their landlady doing a sort of like sunrise ritual in the standing circle. This is all pretty much in the first very long chapter. Claire goes back to that standing circle because she's got an interest in botany. She's been a nurse throughout the war and mm. she's interested in like this plant had a medicinal application. So she goes back to look for that plant and ends up actually falling through, through mystical means, the stone circle, and she ends up, she finds out, in the 1740s in the same location. And in the 1740s, she can't work out how to get back yet, and she falls in with a band of, she thinks they're like cattle raiders, but they're sort of like Highland dudes. She gets taken back there, castle, and essentially kept as a bit of a sort of prisoner once they find out she knows how to like fix people's ills and, yeah. and men's and things. But her objective is to get back to her present and reunite with Frank. So that drives her through the novel. What genre would you call it? It's historical. It's but Diana Garbaldon refuses, apparently, to call it a romance. Well, she can do whatever she likes. It's I read it romance. as a romance, a it's historical romance. Because the driving force at the beginning is her trying to get back to her husband. Yeah, but that's loves. the same as saying Simone St. James doesn't write romance because the driving force is often to solve the okay. mystery. Well, I haven't finished my sentence. Sorry, Gary. The other driving force then becomes this relationship between her and one of the young Scotsmen, Jamie Fraser. Mm. And then there's also like the sort of intrigue we know as readers that it's happening in the lead up to Culloden, which had massive, massive ramifications in the Highlands. So you've got that sort of, ooh, what's happening? Yeah. What side's everyone on? How many books are in this series? They're still being written. Yeah, wow. Okay, cool. I have lost count of how yeah. many books are in the series. I'm only talking about the first one. Okay, cool. Nice. And that, I want to be very clear about that. I'm not going to say anything more because I can feel myself just retelling the whole novel. Yeah, fair. No, is I that think enough? That's, that's I think sufficient? That's, that's totally Broadish fine. strokes? Broadish strokes. Great. 
There okay. is a love triangle, though. So there is sort of a love triangle, but it's between, like, Claire internally being, I'm actually married to this guy in 1940s England, yeah. but I'm increasingly drawn to and connected to this guy who's very real with me in 1740s Scotland. That's the triangle. And then there's other sorts of tensions and people who pop up and little jealousies and that guy, happen because it's a the, romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kimberly. Yes. I had the privilege of doing the spoiler-free recap. I love that we call it a privilege. It's more of a burden, but you were burdened with <laughs> the spoiler-free recap. Positive mind frame. So would you recommend what are your thoughts, et cetera, et cetera, on Outlander slash Cross Stitch by Diana? Diana Garbaldon. I would not recommend it because I hated it. <laughs> the core thing that I didn't like was that I I didn't like her. Mm. I didn't like her at all. And it's hard I thought because she was really she's abrasive. The first person yeah. narrative, so you can't yeah. leave her. Yes, and that is the core problem: is when you don't like her, and you're and she's you're stuck in her head with yeah. her impressions and her thoughts. I just didn't want a bar of her. I thought she was really arrogant and rude and full of herself and narrow-minded. And the other thing that then I had trouble with was I quite liked Frank. He's a bit bookish and boring. The husband. And so although the author makes valiant attempts to show how much, yeah, exactly, and show how much better Jamie is. And, yes, they were reconnecting, so it's not like like their marriage was not on the rocks, but it was certainly they were almost strangers to each other at the start of the book because of the war and hadn't had very long to reconnect. And then all of a sudden she's once again displaced and away from him. So I can understand all of that and didn't feel like I wasn't like judging her harshly that she was kind of now into the Scotsman. But I just... I think, you know what, I think the problem was in reading this, I would love to have read, and maybe it comes in later books because I obviously did not engage with the rest of the series. I kind of just wanted Frank to have a happily ever after and I would quite happily have read that novel The Frank story, you would have liked more intercutting. Yep. I think she struck me as the kind of one who was always going to succeed better on her own, kind of striking out on her own and doing things her own way and blah, 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 which is totally fine. I'm not having a go at those characters at all, but they're the wrong character to be the heroine in a romance novel. Yes. Someone who can't be an effective part of a team who prefers to just be their own person on their own and everyone else to hell with everyone else kind of blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to ask you another question. Mm. How far into the novel did you get? Not, I didn't finish it. I didn't get all the way to the end. I found her so abrasive I wanted to push her into a Did you get even halfway? Did you get a third of the way? I would say I got halfway. Okay. I can't I feel like I can't be specific without potentially offering spoilers. But I got no, halfway and I was like, hmm. Because there are some components later on where she does try to branch out on her own and because of the time in which she's existing, it doesn't work out well. No, no, and but that's, she does you That's know, fine. I know that's I understand. A narrative voice, of course she gets out of it because there are yes. a million books. But I understand I understand that. Then and 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 it's what you said before that the the novelist is like the author is like this isn't a romance novel but it is and certainly in the film the tv series adaptations it is 100% a yes, romance yes, novel yeah, soap opera drama thing and so 
It's the same thing that Franny Fisher would make the absolute worst heroine in a romance novel. I would not enjoy her if she was forced and shoved into a romance novel Which narrative. Which is why, in her narratives, they're not constructed like that because they're it not. wouldn't work. Because yeah. that's not who she is. If, you, if yeah, she's absolutely. the voice you want to write about, then that's not her story. And I think that was my problem was Claire, for me, was very unlikable when shoved and smushed into this particular kind of narrative. of that genre and yeah. historical context. Uh, and so she just yeah. kind of came across as, I don't know, wanting a cake and eat it too, but I was just frustrating and she annoyed me in the end. Mm. Mm. That's fair. So it's a big, it's a big fat no. Big fat Kimberly. no for me. I didn't even finish it. I didn't like it at all. And I know that's probably potentially contentious because I know it's a phenomenon. It is a phenomenon. What about you, Amy? Would you recommend it slash what are your thoughts? Go. I found it. I've read all the way through to the end. Of the first book. Have you read all of them? How many have you read? I've read two or three and I am completely happy to not read beyond the first book. I don't think you need to. And quite frankly, it starts to get, you know, that whole time travel thing when it's then set in a very, trying to be a very realistic context is significantly Sometimes it's hard to accept, and then Look, lots and I, of people start say, going back and forwards oh in time. Oh gosh! Okay, yes. And I was like, "I'm out, Diana. <laughs> I'm out." But some of the events in this novel are really quite harrowing as a reader. Claire, I could give or take. I liked, you know, it's a historical novel, and I thought that the historical settings were quite engrossing. I really liked that component of it. Absolutely. And potentially the scene setting. Yeah. And potentially that was a not a barrier, but it was not I didn't I didn't buy into that part of it as much as I would normally do because it's a part of history I don't know very much about. Yeah. So I So I wasn't I didn't buy in on the historical context because it wasn't my it's not my era. So I enjoyed the historical context and I would have been perfectly happy, I think, to have read a novel about without the time travel component that was about Jamie and his lover world. Yeah. In the lead up towards what I knew to be a sort of point of doom. Yeah. That would have been quite interesting. Claire is, yeah, I agree with you. She is abrasive Mm. and because it is first person, it's hard to leave her alone. So there are some bits like when she internal monologues where I I like skim over and then I move to. Yeah, I just couldn't take. I don't want to hear. And the more of her thoughts that I got to hear, the more I was like, we are very different people. But I really liked the moments in the novel where, you know, she's just like, all right, well, this is my day-to-day existence at the moment. I'm just going to deal with mending these people. Yeah. And it was just like a day in the life of a, of a castle healer. I found yes. those bits interesting. So if, if you're able to read it and just get rid of her internal monologue, then or I maybe, actually think it's a much more enjoyable in Maybe novel. in reading her internal monologue, you're much more like, yes, no, I can get where she's coming from. Like if you can kind of be on board with her a bit yeah, more, it would probably might. be easier. It is gory. That towards yeah, the it end, is full on. It's quite I gory. I read some bits that were quite full on. I would say it doesn't hold back its punches in terms of like there is poor old Jamie has experiences significant trauma throughout the course of the book. Yes. But a little bit also sometimes there were parts of that where I was like, is this 100% necessary or is this just... For impact. For impact. Yeah. And sometimes I, yeah. I get a little bit like, mm, I'm like I can handle quite a lot of gore and quite a lot of things when it's purposeful for the narrative, but I felt like this was much more I think a little some bit of more it impacty. was to show, you know, to provide impact that Claire's tough because her contacts as she was a nurse 
on the battlefront. Yeah. So they give all these gore moments where she emerges as, like, the person in control of the situation. It's a bit too much for me. There's also a lot of, and this is also sort of a different voice in which to read this type of stuff. Mm. There's quite a lot of sex in the novel. Oh, yeah. And it's written from first person. Yep. (laughs) Which is, and then she takes on this role of like being the sort of sexual mentor because she's considerably older than the love interest, and then you're in her head. But overall, and I know you you mock me and go, Amy recommends everything, but it's not. When I was reading it. Well, because everything is an experience, and unless the experience is going to massively negatively impact the person who's experiencing it. There's some things I won't recommend because I feel really, I'm not okay with the premise that happens in the novel. But this, when I read it, it was quite gripping. I read it the first Mm. time in one sit down. Mm. I remember reading it on a flight and just... Burning through. Burning through. So it is quite, like it holds your attention. I've reread it a couple times and I stop at like chapter nine. I stop midway yeah, because right. I don't want to engage with all the traumatic events that happen afterwards. Yeah. I also feel that it is completely unnecessary to engage further in the narratives of the two main characters because I felt that at the end of this novel... It was resolved. It was resolved. And yeah. I was surprised to find out how many mm. there are. It goes beyond the American Revolution. Holy dooly, it goes for a really long time. It goes for a really long time. Wowza. So it's quite a long story. And there are also spin-offs. Yeah, there are some supporting characters that oh, appear that in later novels. That doesn't surprise me one bit, though. That I've it's, read. Like I said, phenomenon. That were not my cup of tea, but they're there. If you enjoy the world, there's a big world to explore here. So I don't think I wouldn't tr- I don't treasure it. Oh, well, I feel like you, mine is obvious. Yours was in the bin at like mine. I chucked it out and used it for kindling proof. to keep myself yeah. warm in my castle. So it's, I guess, if you really love the TV series, then yeah, give the books a go. I would the say TV the TV series, series is, is faithful. quite faithful. Yeah, it's very I would say faithful. it's very faithful. So I did not like that either. <laughs> <laughs> but for the same reasons, like I, yeah, yeah, for the same reasons. And like this, the part for season one is this story. Yeah. The first part of season one is the only bit I rewatch. I don't watch rewatch the second part because the second part is, is where a lot of the heroin trauma happens. Funny. I'm like, no, thank you. I just want the landscapes, please. Can I just have the pretty landscapes and the there are other and the films music and the and color other, grade? I feel like there's other thank things you. that give you that. Yeah. <laughs> At any rate, that is all we have time for. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I'm going to cut Amy off before, before she I start talks. talking about narrative color grades. But yeah, Sorry, for the next everyone. 500 years. But join us next week when we will bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, maybe recommendations for whatever we read. And until then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.